This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. It's Zoomer Radio's Theater of the Mind with Frank Proctor. Open your mind as we fill your head with amazing thrills, chills, <laughs> and laughs. Theater of the Mind, the best love programs from radio's golden age, only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor. Well, thank you, and welcome to the show. At the half hour, we'll turn things over to Edgar Bergen and his little wooden friend, Charlie McCarthy, when they'll welcome guest June Allison. Now, her breakthrough was in Two Girls and a Sailor, 1944, where the studio image of The Girl Next Door was fostered by her being cast alongside longtime acting chum Van Johnson, the quintessential boy next door. As the sweetheart team, Johnson and Allison were to appear in more than, well, in four films. I best remember her, actually, when she teamed up with James Stewart in three popular biographies, The Glenn Miller Story, Strategic Air Command, and The Stratton Story, for which the real-life counterparts of their characters assisted as consultants. But before we get to her work on radio with Edgar Bergen, let's go and give our attention to Lights Out, and an episode that was first aired in 1953. Arch Obler's Lights Out, Everybody. It is later than you think. This is Arch Obler bringing you another in our series of stories of the unusual. And once again, we caution you. These lights out stories are definitely not for the timid soul. So we tell you calmly and very sincerely, if you frighten easily, turn off your radio now. What you're going to hear now is pure radio. Not a play for a pictureless TV. It's radio. About two people, one of whom may be you, in the rock. Linda. I've been looking for you. Lie for you. Now, look, Linda, this party is getting a little too much for me. It's a great night. How about a little walk on the beach? All right. But quickly, before someone changes my mind. Get your rest? No. No, I'll let the moonlight keep me warm. <laughs> That air's good. Careful. Night air. You know, I never could understand the hunters. They build this place here on the shore, and then when they give a party, they seal the windows hermetically. Here, down this path. Yes. Boy, that breeze off the sea is good. Don't you think so? Frankly, Carl, I didn't come out here for the air. I've been very anxious to talk to you. Very. That's flattering. Won't be when you hear why I want to talk to you. Carl. I always liked you. And are you? Liking you, I've tried to understand you as you are, but must you be so antisocial? Antisocial? Me? 
The Rensselaers had a dinner party last night. Oh, oh, that. The office. I couldn't break away. The Carters were expecting you the night before last at the theater. Linda, I'm a businessman. Carl, you can't disappoint people continually and expect them to have any regard for you. My friends know I'm a busy man. You and I belong to a set that demands um, certain social obligations from us. I wonder if you know how pompous that sounds. Pompous or not, it's the truth. Oh, Carl, you can't just ignore social obligations. I'm here, am I not? Ocean's rather calm, isn't it? They were talking about you only last week at the pages. Pages? Say, J.B. made a good thing out of International Motors last week. Must have cleaned up a quarter of a million. Someone mentioned your name, and this other person laughed and said, <laughs> Don't invite him. Unless you let him bring his stock ticket. Idea, Matt. I hear the same about you wherever I go, Carl. There isn't a man I know who spends as much time at work as you do. That's what I want. Why shouldn't I? Oh, Carl, understand me. I appreciate the importance of money. But after all, you could find time for your friends. <laughs> why do you laugh? I just remembered why I wanted to be alone with you. Well? I was going to lecture you. What? Lecture. Really, I was. I was going to tell you that you've been burning the social candle at both ends, or uh, words to that effect. Really? You are, you know. Bazaars and style shows and all that nonsense. But you took the offensive, so I forgot what I wanted to say. And that reminds me... You're remembering me... a great number of things, aren't you? Yep. One of the things was to tell you that you're looking very lovely tonight. The man's human. You're irritated with me, aren't you? I am. Oh, Carl, you could be an utterly charming man if you'd forget your stocks and bonds and debentures and all the rest of that for a while and start enjoying it. Linda, now you've got me irritated. Just because my idea of living doesn't include a room full of jabbering idiots. I think we'd better go back. Now, wait a minute, Linda. Oh, Linda. Let's call a truth on this. After all, we're a couple of mature people. Let's act maturely and leave each other alone and enjoy the night. How about it? Oh, you're hopeless. But all right. Good. We'll get off on safe subjects. The sea, the weather, the moon, June, the number of days for Christmas. Exactly. We'll start with the sea. Calm, isn't it? You walk so fast, Carl. No. <laughs> I forgot. The sand must be ruining your slippers. No. Beach is packed so hard. I'm, I'm quite all right. Just don't walk too fast. Right. Fine place the hunters have here. They do have successful parties. Yeah. Hunter bought this place right before 29. Understand he tried to unload it all through the Depression, but couldn't get even enough to cover the land value. Did you hear about Ivy's debut? Hmm? Margaret naturally wanted to have it at the Paramount, but Tom insisted on their country place. Well, that's understandable. Poor Tom dropped enough in that amalgamated merger to make him re-entrench all the way around. Oh? <laughs> Amazing. Man of his experience, not knowing that you can't disturb the capital investment of an organization without jeopardizing... Now, just a minute, Mr. Laughlin. If you're thinking of starting on capital investments again, I'd better remind you that this conversation is limited to, uh... Remember? June, moon. <laughs> what moon? Well, of all the inconsiderate clouds I ever... Carl, what are you staring at? I, uh... I can't quite make out. Do you see anything down there? Near the water's edge? Why, well, yes, there is something there. It's so dark. Carl, it, it moves. I saw. Is it a dog? 
They're not sure. Let's go closer. No, Linda, wait. Linda, come back. Carl, come quickly. What is it? Look, it's, it's someone sitting on the sand. Well, who in the world? Oh, a drunk. Just someone who's lost his way to the bar. Come on. Linda, wait. No, wait for what? I better see who it is and give him a hand. All right. You must play the good Samaritan. Go ahead. I say there, fella. What in the world's a drunken fool doing? Digging for clams? Have to get closer. I say there, old boy. Going to get a little wet there when the tide comes in, aren't you? Well, drunk and dumb. I guess you're right. Oh, let's go. No, 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 wait, please. Why? The moon will be out in a minute. I want to see what he's doing. Ah, Now we'll see. Why, it's an old man. Lighting in the sand. What are you doing here? Yes, he just won't talk. Well, how do you like that? Riding in the sand with the point of his finger. Carl, I... I don't like this at all. Come away. What is it? Nothing. Nothing at all. If this, uh, This old man wants to sit here in the dark in the sand, let him. Why does it concern but us? what's he riding? I, uh... I can't quite make out. No. Oh. The moon went under. Carl, are you staying here? Well, I'm sorry. I want to see what the man's riding. What are you riding, old man? Old man, don't you hear me talking to you? Oh, Carl, you're being insufferable. Linda, where's your curiosity? A deserted beach after midnight, an old man riding heaven knows what in the sand. Aren't you interested in knowing? I'm not interested in maniacs. Who else but a psychopathic would... Uh, Linda, wait. Uh, wait, uh, the moon's coming through the clouds again. Now we'll see. <laughs> You see it, too? He's writing names in the sand. Names of people. Carl. What is it, Linda? His... His face. What'd you say? Face. Did you see his face? No, no, I didn't see it. Linda, what's the matter? Face. What about his face? There's only blasted clouds I can't see. Yeah. Light again. There's nothing wrong with his face. Uh, I thought... Just no man must be a gardener. Writing names in the sand. I want to know who he is. Well, now you're curious. I want to know who he is, Carl. And I'm certainly going to find out. Old man, we insist on knowing who you are. Do you hear me, old man? We insist. <laughs> no attention must be death. Clouds covering the moon. Sea so green. Even in the night. Carl, I'm cold. Let's go in. If that isn't like a woman, one minute you're curious and the next minute you're cold. Ah. Moon's bright now. Look. Look. You can see some of the names he's writing. John Barclay, March 2nd, 1939. Well, that's today. Well, how do you like that? He wiped the name out, 
And he's writing another one. Jim. Ellison. Mark Strickland. Nineteen thirty-nine. Wipe that out. Writing another one. Name after name. But why? Old man, can you hear me? Why? What? What would he say? He's certainly not drunk. Eyes so bright, so intent on his work. And what work? Oh, don't laugh. Well, what did you say? He seems so, so busy. Linda, what is there about this old man that disturbs you? I think he's funny. Carl. A dirty little unshaven old man crouched over writing names in the sand with a point of his finger. That's a serious career, isn't oh, it? Oh, no. A career for one's old age. No overhead, no competition, no profit. Sit in the open air and write in the sands of time. Linda, I tell you, when I get too old for Wall Street, I think I'll join this old Carl. man. And... Huh? Look. Your name. He's writing your name. Well, what do you know about... The... A... The old fraud came here. Ah. Uh, Must have overheard you say my L. name. Carl. Your last name. He's writing that too. But that's impossible. He doesn't know... He is writing it. L. He... He... You... He doesn't know. Gee. Why? How slowly he formed each letter. How does he know? Why does he write? Carl. Carl, what is it? I, I don't know. I feel sick. Carl. Don't, don't let me fall. Oh, man. Oh, man, help me. He's, help me. He's, 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 my name. No. I can't breathe. Come on, come on, you up. Oh, help me. Come on, help me breathe. Come You're standing up again. I... I feel all right. What happened? Why did you frighten me so? My name. In the sand. Where? This. He came in and wiped it out before he finished. Old man, why did you write my name? How'd you know who I was? Answer me, why did you write my name? What difference does that make, Carl? You're ill. Let's get back to the house. No, no, I feel fine. Sudden dizziness, but I'm all right. I want to know how and why they don't... He's writing again. L I N your name. Yes. D A Carl. Take me home. Wait, he can't possibly know your last name. J E yeah, F. Uh, he does know it. Carl, uh, please, I I don't F E R. Writing so slowly, as if he wasn't quite sure. But he does know it. Linda, how in the world do you imagine he knows... Uh, Linda. Carl. Carl. Help. L help me. Linda. Linda, what is it? Who... Hold me. Oh. Yes, I'm holding you. 
<sighs> Linda, in heaven's name, what is it? My heart. <sighs> Linda. Oh. Linda. Oh. Linda. Why are you holding me in your arms? You... You were ill. Standing. I? What are you talking about? Are you joking? What is there to joke about? Carl, please let go of me. All right. Oh, yes, my name. He was writing my name. Yes. Where is it? The pen. He's writing another name. Where's mine? That wave. Must have washed it out before he finished. I... I remember now. My heart. I couldn't see you. Darkness. I was falling. Yes. Falling. Your face so white. Carl, why? As you wrote my name, I felt as if I were... dying. Oh, no. And then you. You felt that way, too, as you wrote your name, didn't you? Yes. Yes, I did. How cold it is. How cold. Still writing. Oh, no. Oh. Stay by me. Yes. Still where? Darker. In the darkness. I... I can't stand it anymore. Oh, man, who are you? Oh. Linda, stay away from him. Don't... Oh. Linda! Linda! What is it? No one. What? No one. Yeah. But... But he was here. I saw him. Come. Don't find him. I didn't talk to him. I've got to know. I've got to know. Old man. Where are you? Old man. He's there. Fall down with me. We've got to catch him. Come. Old man. Wait. Old man. Old man, wait. Wait, I beg you. Old man, wait. I want to talk to you. I... No one. There he is. Where? The other way at the edge of the water. Old man! Wait, old man! Wait for me, Carl! Wait! Wait! Why did you stop? No one. I thought I saw. But there's no one. Oh, no. If only the moon came out again. Find him for me, Carl. Find him for me. You blasted moon, get out, come out. Oh, man. Linda. What? Linda. You <laughs> laughing? Yes, of course I'm laughing. What we just heard, the wind, our friends back at the house. Friends? Yes, friends. That wind and the sound of them talking, it, it cleared my head. I must have been out of my head all this time. 
And you too, Linda. Our friend? Yes. Yes, our friend. Back there, only a few hundred feet from here. Light and music and reality. This, this hasn't been reality? Linda, all my life I've been a practical man. My life has been like my business. Everything has had debits and credits. This that's been happening to us, my head's clear now. I can think of it in practical terms. Tell me. We met an old man riding in the sand. He wrote my name. And mine, too. All that was real enough. Now then, how did he know our name? Yes. Simple enough. You and I are not unknown. He must have been an old gardener on the estate here. Yes, that's it. He heard of us and then heard us call each other by our given names. And so he knew the rest of us. But when he wrote our names... We... Yes, yes, yes. I know the dizziness. It's all quite easily explained. Back in the house, the air was bad. We came outside... Both of us nerves on edge, too much fresh air. Dizziness followed, and... Oh, why talk about it anymore? Let's go back to the house. Yes, Carl. Yes, quickly. Now, careful, not so fast you'll fall. I'm all right. Faster, Carl. I want to get back. A drink, that's what I need. A drink of two or three, a dozen. So very dark. Infernal clouds. Let's stay along the water's edge. Easier to walk. Yes. Fantasy in the night, that's all it was. We let our imaginations run away with it. Imagine things that didn't exist. Oh. Why do you stop? Why are you pointing? He's right again. He's there, writing again. Old man. Old man. No, don't leave me. Oh, God, it's so dark. No! Gone. Again. Gone again. Get me back to the house, quickly. Oh, quickly, don't stand there. We're running. We're... Wait, wait, wait. The moon. Shining down so strangely. Everything's so strange. So strange. Ah, at the edge of the water. What? Our names. Our... Names. Our names in the sand. See them. It's a deep written after my name. And after mine. I can't see this. The day. What? A wave is coming. Linda, come back. No, I've got to Linda. Linda. Anything it doesn't, it doesn't. Does it, Linda? I didn't think it would be so soon. You believe? Yes. I do too, somehow. But so soon. No. No, I won't believe. I won't. I'm going to live a long time, 50, 60 more years. My family, they live long lives. My father, my grandfather, this can't be true. Carl, don't be so afraid. 
You're not. I am. And yet, somehow it's wonderful. Wonderful? Yes. Wonderful. But every person in the world wants to know. We know. You and I. Did you sing that year? When I... No. I don't think of it that way. The wonder of it, Carl. Think of that. I've never thought much about the wonder of things. Oh, how good the air is. Like wine. I've heard them call it that. I never believed a breath could be so wonderful. If a man planned every minute that was left, how much he could do. That's why I say it's wonderful, Carl. I know what I have left. I can plan the days, the hours. Live each one because I know just how many of them I have. Carl. Oh, Carl. I'm almost happy now. Happy? Yes. Yes, why not? Now I'll do the things I've wanted to do. Yes. I never really wanted that. But you always... Because that was the path my mother had gone. The one she led me to. But all the time, the snobbery of money. Those silly little family destinies. I wasn't happy. Because it wasn't what I really wanted. I knew that. But I went on because... Because always there was a tomorrow. I said to myself... Tomorrow, some new tomorrow, I'll start, start the life I want. I didn't know, but now I know my tomorrow's come. I've got to start now. And so I will, and so I'm happy. What? A child, Carl. Yes, I want a child. Yes, I've said what I never thought to say. How I used to laugh at people with their children. Such clever, brittle things. And all the time my heart was in my eyes. A child. My business, of course. My business. No. No. Carl, you're holding me. Yes, Linda. Linda, you and I, we've got to be together. Oh, Carl. You're right, there can be happiness in it. For these days and months were free. I. I have never been free, have I? The cage of my business, money. I am free now. Yes, I am. Travel, Linda, you and I. The world will climb up to these singing stars of yours. 
When I was a boy, I always thought I'd do that. Travel. Travel. Free. This little world, all of it, mine to know and have. I thought there was plenty of time to start. Tomorrow, there'd always be a tomorrow for me. Yes, I was immortal. I thought that, really. Most of us do, don't we? Everybody else in the world would live their lives and die, but I, always inside of me, I thought I'd live forever, and so I climbed into a cage and stayed there. Oh, you're holding me so close. You and I, Linda, together, free until that day. Say it. Say it. Oh, my dearest. Why did it take death? Teach us how to leave. tuned for June Allison to guest star with Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy. Well, as promised, here comes June Allison as she guest stars with Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy. Coca-Cola brings you Edgar Bergen with Charlie McCarthy. Sunday night, and time again for Edgar Bergen with Charlie McCarthy. With Mortimer's third and Ray Noble in his orchestra, and the Mellow Man brought to you each week by the Coca-Cola Company. Tonight's special guest is the lovely lady of the screen, Miss June Allison. And now, Edgar Bergen with Charlie McCarthy. I, I know, I know, honey, but I gotta hang up now, my kumquat. Yes. Well, they've announced me. Charlie, get off that telephone. Yeah. Did you get your allowance, babe? Oh, good. Now you can take me out tonight. Really, Charlie? So long, my tangerine. I'll be squeezing you. <laughs> Charlie, I just couldn't help overhearing your conversation. Why? Was the extension phone caught in your ear? No, no. I can't believe that you talk to a girl that way. Who is she? Well, let's just say she's a good skate what pays the freight. Oh, I see. <laughs> I can't understand this younger generation. Why, when I was growing up, everybody was a gentleman. You mean there weren't any women at all? Oh. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I mean, we acted like gentlemen. Oh, Apparently, you don't know what a gentleman is. Oh, sure. A gentleman is a wolf with patience. All right. <laughs> Charlie, next... 
Well, next time you see this girl of yours, yes. why don't you try, try talking about music and art and uh, why don't you quote poetry? Oh, no, no. No, I tell you, Bergen, girls don't take that kind of punishment today. Oh, they don't. <laughs> well, you just try it and see what she does. I know what she'll do. She'll conk me on the head with her baseball bat. Yeah. Her baseball bat? Yeah, sure. She's homicida Ida. Oh, she is? Yes. She's the catcher on our baseball team. Oh, some girl. You can say it, yes. Strong as an ox. Yeah. And twice as pretty. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, times have changed. Yeah. Charlie, I want to remind you that June Allison is coming by to see us, and I wish, for me, I wish you'd remember your party manners. Did you see June Allison? Yes. <gasps> oh. <laughs> All right. Now, there is my big moment. Yes. You know, she's just as cute as a button. Yes. Now, I'd like to get my button hooks on her. All right. <laughs> I want you to think of yourself as a gallant knight and conduct yourself as uh, one of King Arthur's men. Now, those were wonderful days. Were you happy then, Bergen? Oh, I wasn't born then. Oh, oh, look, I see June Allison headed this way. Oh, my heart is turning a handspring. Here we are, Junie. Hello, Edgar. Hello, Charlie. Junie, it's it's good to see you. Yeah, we were just talking about romance and chivalry, you know. Uh, uh, tell me, uh, do you feel uh, do you feel uh, spoony, Junie? <laughs> that I do, Goonie. <laughs> all right, all right, June. I was telling Charlie if he would conduct himself as a knight of King Arthur's time, he would be the most popular boy at school. You are absolutely right, Edmund. I'm sure everyone would think that think think that I was nuts. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Hmm? It would not fit in with our times. But I would have adored living in those days with all the knights in their shining armor. Well, what was so great about that? Well, it would have been so much fun shopping for hand goods. Why? Well, in those days, even the men were put up in tins. Oh. Dude. You're ashamed, aren't you now? I told you not to say... June, I remember seeing you in the MGM picture. <coughs> uh, what was the name of that MGM picture? Men put up in tins. No, no, no. <laughs> that one will live to haunt you. All right. <laughs> oh, I know. That picture, Words and Music, you know, where you did a very clever little scene. It was two knights in armor, and you sang uh, Thou Swell or something. Yes, that's right. It was about a knight making love to his lady pair. Yeah, with a modern touch. Yeah, I remember, I remember that. It, 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 I know how the song goes. It goes, uh, is thou swell? Yeah, no, 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 oh, Charlie. It goes like this. You're interrupting me. <laughs> thou swell, thou witty, thou sweet, thou grand, which kiss me pretty, which hold my hand, but thine eyes to keep me, what they do to me. Hear me holler, I choose a sweet holler, but loser me. I'd feel so rich in a hutch for two, two rooms and kitchen, I'm sure, would do. Give me just a plot of, not a lot of land, and thou 
with Charlie. Well? Yes. Listen. Oh, yes. Have you ever been there? Uh, where? To the museum. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way it goes. Yeah. <laughs> well, how did you like it? The what? The museum. Oh, the museum. Well, I reckon it'll be all right when they get all that junk cleaned out of there. <laughs> Enjoy most at the museum? The uh, sliding down the long banister out front. Look at the All right, all right. I mean, what did you get from your visit? Splinters. Splinters, I <laughs> Well, now, you might get something more out of it if you come along with us. Uh, you know, I understand the museum is adding a new wing. Well, that won't do much good. Why? They'll never get it off the ground. Oh. <laughs> Why don't you come with us and go through the museum again? No, no, no. I ain't never going there no more. No, no, no. Oh, yes, you will. Oh, no, I don't think I will. Wild, wild horseradishes couldn't drag me. Exactly. What's wrong with the museum? Oh, it's too dangerous. Last time I was there, I seen a fellow that was hurt so bad that they had him bandaged from his head clear down to... <laughs> from his head down to... Uh, Oh, you know, down to those, uh... Those... <laughs> From his head down to... Oh, what is the name of those things that live in shoes? Oh. Feet? Yeah, yeah, that's close enough. I guess. <laughs> well, what about it? Well, this poor fellow looked like he was blindfolded all over. Is that so? Yeah. Now, wait a minute, Mortimer. Just where did you see this bandaged-up man? Well, he was leaning against the wall in the... In the gypsy section. 
You mean in the Egyptian section? Well, that's what I said, wasn't it? All right. I talked to him, but uh, his mind, you know, is a little wandering, I see. <laughs> I tried to get his mind off his injuries, but he was kind of closed mouth. <laughs> he didn't say much. No, he didn't say much. No, didn't say much to him. Conversation sort of drug, a drug, yeah. Well, Mortimer, you were talking to a mummy. I was? Yes, yes. Well, I just wanted to help him. I know, I know. But I'm afraid you were too late to help him. About 4,000 years too late. Well, I got there as soon as I could. <laughs> Mortimer, I'm trying to tell you that that bandaged man... That bandaged man is completely ossified. Well, can you blame him for taking a nip like that? <laughs> taking a nip? Yeah. To sort of blunt the pain? Blunt the pain, yeah. <laughs> Well, he was in no pain because he was dead. Now, let me explain about mummies. After they were prepared and wrapped, they were put in a tomb, and lots of food was buried with them. Yeah? Yes. Well, now you know what. I reckon it ain't so bad being dead if you still got your appetite. <laughs> well, it was merely a custom. Now do you feel that, that you know a little more about that bandage man? Oh, sure. I know him real well now. We'll have lots to talk about as soon as he can have visitors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How can you be so stupid? Well, who cares as long as it gets results? I don't care. <laughs> June waiting on the steps of the museum, but no sign of Charlie. I might have known he'd be late. Uh, here I am, June. Have you have you been here long? No, I just got here, Edgar. Oh, did you have any trouble finding the museum? Oh, day, day, day. Just got through with him, June. <laughs> I think Charlie went in ahead of us. Well, why did he go in ahead? Well, the doorman said a little boy asked him where he could find the statue of Lady Godiva. That's, that's Charlie. That's my boy. <laughs> well, let's go in and find him. You know, I wonder, wonder which way it is to the armor room. Oh, Fran. Oh. Francis. Uh, uh, hello. Uh, I'm Ursula Twing, Fran. Uh, your, simmer, simmer down. Uh, I'm your, your friendly uh, museum guy. Uh, how do you do? How do you do? Thank you. How do you do? How do you do? Uh, my, mo- <laughs> please, my motto is, I tour it with a smile if the tip is worthwhile. <laughs> We're interested in the armor the knights used to wear. Could you show us through that room? Well, I could, but heavens to Elizabeth, it's way over on the other side. So? So, uh, would you rather stay here and kind of look at our exhibit of old bones? No, I don't. Well, they're just chock full of interest and calcium. <laughs> Why don't you take us to the armor room? Well, mainly because my feet hurt. Oh, bad just... feet, yeah. What? Bad feet? No, not... I've got good feet, yeah. As a matter of fact, I forgot to bring my corn plasters today, though I don't know why. I usually keep some on hand. Oh, on hand? <laughs> on hand, I... Well, not exactly on hand either, but I usually keep them on the feet. <laughs> We're only interested in the armor. Well, please, won't you please look at my bones instead, Fram? Uh, see those uh, the huge uh, prehistoric ones over there? Yeah. Looky, looky. Uh, one bone is over 15 feet long. An explorer dug it up. My goodness. 
Think of the size of the prehistoric dog that buried it. <laughs> You're awfully cute. I just knew that you folks would enjoy my lecture on bones once I got my teeth into it. Are you an authority on such things? Authority? Am I an authority? For heaven's sake, I'll have you know that I've got brains. I'm not just a pretty face. That's... <laughs> What you said about prehistoric times was very interesting. Do you know much about the lost races? Do I know? Oh, my... Last season, I didn't win a single race at Santa Anita. <laughs> Is there any chance that you might condescend to show us the armor room? No, 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 no. Don't be in such a hurly-burly, curly. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be just, just happy, very happy to take you there if you'll carry me piggyback. Fine guys, you are too weak to walk. But no. you think I'm a weakling just because my feet hurt, you're sadly mistaken. All right, so I made a mistake. Yes, you made a mistake, and not only that, but you pulled a terrible, if you'll pardon the expression, bloomer. Oh, is it? <laughs> I'm sure you're very strong, but we did come here to see the armor. Well, why must you always rush and hurry around and make everybody nervous? You can go right across the hall to the American Indian room and, and see Standing Bull. Isn't that Sitting Bull? No, the floors over there are so cold. <laughs> We'll find the armor room ourselves. All right, go on. I didn't like your attitude in the first place. You just got me in such a snit anyway that if I was not 100% American, I'd be seeing red. Go on, go on. Goodbye, aye, aye. Well, let's see now. Oh, there, there's the armor room right across the corridor, June. Oh, yes. And Charlie's waiting for us. Hello, June. Oh, I always knew you were beautiful, but standing next to Bergen, you're, you're positively gorgeous. Well, thank you, Charlie. And you too, Edgar. Yeah. <laughs> Just look at this medieval display. Yes, isn't that an impressive armor, that suit there? Oh, it's wonderful material. Sort of a galvanized gabardine. Yeah. I wonder how they had their suits pressed in those days. Yeah, I bet the laundries tore their bolts off the shirts. <laughs> well, according to the legend of King Arthur, the noble knights performed many feats of daring do for their ladies' fair. And from all over Britain, they came to Camelot to earn their seats at the round. <laughs> His Majesty, King Arthur. Greetings, brave knights. Take thy seats at the round table. <laughs> Sir Lancelot, methinks thou dost look handsome in thy new suit of armor. Thanks, Your Majesty. I have with a new tailor, Sir Henry of Ford. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. I, I've heard his slogan, Watch the Pants Go By. <laughs> Uh, my suit looketh a bit rusty, but thinks it needs a lube job. Yeah. Tonight I shall go out and get oiled. <laughs> really, thou must mend thy ways. It looketh bad for a knight at the round table to spend all his nights at the pool table. No. Oh. <laughs> I said that was a jest, methinks. Thou <laughs> certainly do it. What is this? What cometh near, my good Merlin? Sire... A group of strolling players approaches. Oh, uh, that is to say, Owen. How now, good players? What cook it? Hello, gentlemen. Oh, yes, you blacks are in the mood for some vines and music. Blimey, I really hope so. Sounds thou art a comely tomato. <laughs> what hast thou in yon basket? Coconuts, your highness. They're part of the game. Special they are, and only a penny a pitch. Would you like to hear more about it, gentlemen? I tell us more, me lass. 
I've got my lovely bunch of coconuts. coconuts. There they are, standing in the row. Big one, small one, some as big as your head. Give them a twist to flicker the wrist, that's what a showman said. I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. coconuts. Everyone you throw will make you rich. There stands me wife, the idol of me life, a sing and roll a bell, a ball, a penny a pitch. Sing and roll a bowl a ball, a penny a pitch. Sing roll a bowl a ball, a penny a pitch. Roll a bowl a ball, roll a bowl a ball, sing and roll a bowl a ball, a penny a pitch. Why don't you roll a bowl a ball, a bowl a ball, roll a bowl a ball, a bowl a ball, a penny a pitch, a penny a pitch, a penny a roll a ball, roll a bowl a ball, a penny a pitch to roll a ball. Got a lovely bunch of coconuts. Here you are, here you are, my lucky lad. Penny a shy, penny a shy. Now then, lady, you try your luck. My good man, how much do you require for one coconut? One copper, lady. One sixth of a tenner. Oh, how terribly, terribly vulgar. Penny a shy, penny a shy. What about you, dearie? Well, can me little boy have a free throw? Free throw? Knock it, knock it. No free throws around here. Here, young'un, where's your penny? I swallowed it. Well, you all be more careful, ain't you? Never heard of Lend-Lease? I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. There they are, standing in the road. Big one, small one, some as big as your head. Give them a twist, just like the rest. That's what a showman said. Oh, I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. Every ball you throw will make me rich. Me husband's over there. They all just love the fair. Sing and roll a bell, a ball, a penny a bitch. A bitch, a bitch. Sing and roll a bell, a ball, a penny a bitch. Sing and roll a bell, a ball, a penny a bitch. Roll a bell, a ball. Roll a bell, a ball. Sing and roll a bell, a ball, a penny a bitch. Splendid, splendid. Uh, here, I mean here, my lass. Here is a gold coin for thee. Nay, nay, your majesty. She's not gold I seek, but aid from your noble knights. Well, buckle my doublet and rivet me breeches. <laughs> yon ragged wench talks like a lady. I am Princess June. My sister May has been held prisoner since last February by the Black Knight, Sir August. <gasps> Looks like Sir August stole a march on us. <laughs> he thinks I sound like Sir Milton or Burl. <laughs> to escape it from the clutches of the Black Knight that I disguised myself in this cheap $500 copy of an Adrian dress. <laughs> well, Terry, thou art a lovely vision withal. I, Sir Lancelot, bow low before thee. Oh, methinks I bowed a little too low. You should be careful, Lancelot. You've dented your pants a lot. <laughs> Fear not, my princess. I shall go forth and rescue thy sister from the cowardly 
Black Knight. Wait. Before thou takest thy leave, thou must consult the royal wizard. Merlin. Merlin. What sayest thou? Perform thy magic. Oh, yes, your majesty. Uh, take us our card from this deck. Any card. Tell us me not what it is. No, no, no. <laughs> no, Merlin, no. Look us now into the future, that we may know the perils that await the Lancelot. Oh. Hocus, hocus. Presto, change your metro. Get to the trick. Sir Lancelot, I see you and the princess coming to a wide river. Hocus, pocus. I see a river too deep to ford, too perilous to swim, and you have no boat. Then how do we get across? You use the bridge. (laughs) The guy doesn't know his hook is from his focus. Now you meet a giant and tilt with him in the darkness. That's impossible. When I tilt, I always light up. (laughs) Come, my princess. We will saddle my noble steed and hire us hence. Good. We will need it an early start because hence is 20 miles away. Sir Lancelot, this ride getteth uncomfortable. Methinks our steeds grow weary. Thou art so right, princess. I will trade them in for fresh ones. Where is? Oh, there is uh, Madman Merlin's used horse lot. <laughs> Merlin? I thought if he was a magician. Ah, he was, but things have been rougher on magicians since Vaudeville died. <laughs> Welcome, Sir Lancelot and Damsel Fair. May I help with thee? Forsooth, we wanted a horse. For eating or for riding? <laughs> Forsooth. <laughs> Odds bodykins, I have just the thing for thee. This horse over here is practically brand new. He has very low mileage. Oh, Oh, he's not bad, Sir Lancelot. Look at those white sidewall feet. (laughs) He was owned by an old lady in Pasadena. She just used him to go shopping. <laughs> he was up with on blocks for six months. Is he... Is he four-gated? No, four-legged. One in each corner. <laughs> Verily, he is a bargain and can be financed through the Bank of Camelot. And pay a 12% interest? Nay, Violet. I will give us the cash. What about accessories? Teeth are extra, you know. <laughs> He needeth not teeth. All he eats is hay, and he can gum that. Yes. <laughs> Here is the money, madman. Come, princess. We must get to the black knight and headeth for the blackout. <laughs> we are nearing the castle where my sister is imprisoned. Look! Here cometh the black knight. Loose thy lance and lance lunge. Fear fear not, my beloved. I shall cut through his armor with ease. For on the end of my lance, I have a can opener. (laughs) On guard, varlet. Cometh to joust with thee, I do. Oh, splendid Sir Lancelot. 
You have unseated the Black Knight. <laughs> and now pull back his visor and look upon his evil face. <laughs> Who is it? Greetings, Frank. Oh. <laughs> uh, in the future, friends, uh, will you please knock before you come in? How, <laughs> villain, what hast thou to say before I cut it off thy head? Goodbye, aye, aye. <laughs> Lancelot, my darling. Now that thou hast conquered the Black Knight, I will love thee forevermore. Put thy armor around me. Oh, my fair one, nothing but nothing can cometh between us. Don't be too sure about that, huh? Art thou a messenger from Camelot? No, Miss Allison, I'm a messenger from your movie lot. You got a six o'clock call in the morning. Oh, no. Good night, princess. Good night, night. <laughs> Uh, just a word of thanks to June Allison for appearing with us tonight. I guess next week will be the cowboy king of radio and television, Hopalong Cassidy. Good night, everybody. June Allison appeared by arrangement with Hector Bolden Mayer, producers of Adam's Rib, starring Spencer Quincy, Catherine Hepburn, and June Holliday. To Bill Baldwin speaking from the famous Pasadena Playhouse. This is TBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Thank you for listening. I hope you'll be with me next week when I'll uncover more gems from the golden age of radio. Thanks to Joel Schoenwell and Paul Stringer for technical support. The executive producer for Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a wonderful weekend. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.